You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. So I was traveling Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Tell you about that coming up. But, uh, you know, it does not make news when an alligator is rescue captured from a body of water, right? That That's something, I mean, it might get on the news, but it really makes news when it's in the Appalachian Mountains of Tennessee. Imagine being some wildlife rescue agency getting a phone call. Uh (laughs) I got an alligator in my backyard or something like that. They're not used to wrangling alligators in the Appalachian Mountains, uh, but they did recently. It was three feet long, so they're suspect. They think that maybe the alligator was let loose. Uh, You know, I mean, I... I (laughs) You would think so, probably. And so they're telling people, no, you cannot let your pet pets loose. I don't care who they are. You can't let them loose. Call the wildlife and we'll come and take them and get a home for them, okay? But if it's an unwanted pet, now, I, it's funny because I was just telling someone, I can't think of who it was, a child. I was just telling this past weekend. They'll hear that story and think it was something like me, that I let it loose. I told them back in the day, I don't know if you remember this or not, you could buy an alligator. And I'm not making that up, kids. Well, you could in South Carolina, (laughs) the Myrtle Beach. When I was a kid, I had a pet alligator. I did. All the other kids were getting those little turtles. I said, nope, I'm getting me an alligator. And my parents let me have an alligator and keep them in a, you know, a terrarium kind of deal. But you could take them out. That was the thing. They played. They play more than those little turtles do. They're fun to feed, all that kind of stuff. You know, never got real big. I'd take him out to the bird bath, out back, and that was the problem. That's where he ended up missing. That's a true story, kids. He ended up missing. I did not take. I mean, now if he'd have gotten three feet long, I don't know what my mom was gonna do. But I did not let him loose. He escaped, man. What a dumb thing to do. Well, I bet you wouldn't have done anything like this if mom and dad were here. Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. Delightful day on the way, except for some people living, well, in a lot of parts of the country. Uh, I know the two acute places that are in the news, two places, Haiti, through no fault of their own, the poor people uh, and enduring a terrible earthquake there in Haiti. And it's one of the reasons that it happened, what was it, 15 years ago or something. So many people try to go over the border to the west. Uh, I mean, to their east, yes, goes <laughs> to their east in the Dominican Republic. And it's a very porous border, and they they go over thinking that, oh, it's going to be a lot better over there. You know, it's not good at all. But that's one of the reasons why it's precipitated what's going on in the Dominican Republic there. But in Haiti, great loss of life, great, tremendous loss of life. My brother-in-law was there when it happened, as I said before, um, and uh, very insightful to see what was going on there. There's just no... Uh, heavy equipment to move things. Everything's done by hand, it seemed like. Unless unless things have changed, um, people are very, very scared. A lot of them live in cement buildings and stuff. So we want to pray for them. And then, of course, the thing in Afghanistan, people being overrun by really an enemy, very brutal uh, people. Uh, 
and through no fault of their own. And here they are. They're scared to death. In both cases, through nothing that they did, women, children, families just being torn apart, brutalized, uh, one by nature, one by evil people. So, Father God, we pray for peace inside the people that are terrified. We pray that your presence would be made known to them. It's the most important thing they will know on this earth, to save them. We pray for healing. We pray for people who are going there to help them for their safety. And thank you for them. Thank you for us here. You've created a situation where we can help those people and pray for those people. In Jesus' name, amen. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. So traveling this week, thanks for letting me take Friday off. It's a pretty big deal uh, that my brother-in-law, well, I have three brother-in-laws, but in one of them pulled it all together. And so we met actually in Maine, of all places. Uh, and so and what I'm saying is, has this ever happened when you're traveling? Highly recommend to use the GPS. Works really great unless you're in the backwoods of Vermont, apparently. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, man. Anyway, uh, so we're coming down I-95 on Sunday. Don't judge me. We're coming from Maine. There's no other way to go. So you don't want to go into Boston. I mean, unless you want to go into Boston. So you have to take a side road. And, uh, you know, I mean, not side road. You know, you have to get off on 290 or whatever it is. So that's what I call a malfunction junction. You know, because you got one lane, thank you very much, where a whole highway has to switch over to another whole highway that's full of people. And it just causes major delays. And the GPS said, get off here and go. You know, we have learned to trust it because of earlier things. But... Uh, we're doing great on gas. These cars, man, they're just amazing on gas. But my wife was a little concerned. She's driving. And, uh, you know, we're being stuck in traffic. <laughs> and so you don't want to be getting low on gas and then and then have to, you don't want to just, just get gas and not have that to be a concern. Okay. So we get off. We have no idea where we are. I'm looking. I know there's a gas station over there. <laughs> and so here begins the adventure. Have you ever done this? And we're going, it's not far off the road, but there's a traffic circle. Okay. And uh, we see a 7-Eleven. Oh, they got gas. Okay. We go over. It's packed. It's three, four people waiting in place. You know, so we go up the hill and it looks pretty rural. And we're like, oh, let's turn around. So that became a major ordeal, you know, to turn around. And we went back. Praise God. We went back. It was, it was it cleared out. Yay! Pull up. Put the card in, and then it asked that question, is this a debit card? And the answer was no. And I'm looking, and I cannot find the button that says no. <laughs> so it's very dehumanizing for a man to not be able to work a gas pump, and I just couldn't find it. So it timed out. So we started over. Oh, it's got to be here, you know. So I, I wanted to look at the other guys, but he was giving me strange looks like, what are you doing looking at over here? Anyway, so finally my wife sees a little bit of a Y on one of the buttons that had, you know, had been scratched off. She says, here it is. This is it right here. This one's the yes one. This one's the no button. We tried again. We hit it. We got it. Worked. We got gas. 
Everything was all good. And I said, without a doubt, this is why women should run the world. Really? Because they figure it out, right? Absolutely. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Might as well get up, do something. The sound of life. So just remember, I mean, we're we're in times... Probably every era in history has looked at a certain time they were in and thought, this is the worst. This is it. Right here, I was very refreshed to hear a man who was my age, really, tell about being back in the 60s, in the late 1960s. And the thing is, he's on the West Coast. I grew up down South, here on the East Coast. It was, it was tough. It was very tough. We were torn apart as a country by Vietnam. Racial issues, huge, huge issues going on in the country. Not only that kids uh john kennedy's brother was assassinated in 68 um martin luther king jr was assassinated malcolm x was assassinated i mean it was it was it was really bad and this uh, man said you know i'm a little boy 1969 and the summer's just starting and he said uh, my dad and i are taking a trip from la to oakland in our 1960 oldsmobile we get out there about nine or ten miles south of Bakersfield, California, and the water pump water pump goes. So we're sitting on the side of the road. We got no cell phone. We can't call for service. You know, he said we're looking at about a nine to ten mile walk. And about that time, a flatbed pickup truck pulls up and says, "I'll give you guys a tow into town." My and the guys, my father said, "No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't have a lot of money." He said he had like a, I don't know, one card, mobile card or something. Then he said, "I, I wasn't going to charge you." Hooked him up, took him into town. It's the Sunday afternoon. And they got the man that owns the repair shop open. Of course, he didn't have the part. And then they had to roust out the guy that owns the auto parts place. Get the part from him. Get it, you know. This whole time his father's like going, I don't know how in the world I'm going to obey you guys. The man with the truck said, I'll tell you what, I got a load of watermelons. You can help me load onto my pickup truck there. He said, we spent about an hour and 140 degrees boxcar loading watermelons and here comes our car running like a top all delivered and stuff you know and we're getting ready to leave and the man that fixed it said oh where are you going and my dad's like oh here it comes you know he said listen i want you guys to stay for sunday dinner you take a shower i give you guys a clean shirt make you drive home a lot more comfortable (laughs) he said i'm a little boy sitting there eating fried chicken that was running around in the yard outside, corn that came from the field right outside the other side of the house. He said, I will never forget that dinner. He said, my father was pretty quiet going home. We got home, and he said, before I went to bed, he said, son, I want you to remember something. No matter what the TV says, no matter what the newspaper says, no matter what the radio says, those people today that we met, those are the people that make up this country. That's what people are really like. Don't you forget it. Keep the faith. He said, yeah, two months later, you know, Neil Armstrong. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the sound of life. Uh, the research is in. And I just wanted to give uh, props to left-handed people. Uh, I know quite a few left-handed people. My dad, left-handed. I don't know if you know anybody that's left-handed. They, uh, it's very interesting because whenever he would write, he printed everything. 
he was an engineer and he printed everything and so he had to bring his left arm and hand around it was it was always kind of cool i thought you know being a kid watching i said wow that's really cool and he would really had a great signature and all that but left-handed people are apparently pretty special scientists suggest okay it's the science uh, this number of studies that have been put together uh in you know they compare people like me to lefties <laughs> i get left in the dust it's the way it is left-handers exhibit on average a more developed right brain hemisphere lefties could be better artists than right-handers <sighs> research has recently been published of course that's it's american journal of psychology claim that they could be more gifted when it comes to looking for interesting solutions to problem solving. If you're left-handed, you're in good company with people like Leonardo da Vinci, Bill Gates, left-handed, Marie Curie, um, x-rays, right? And my dad, who was an engineer for Western Electric, and I don't know what he was working on because it was some kind of military secret or something, probably down in North Carolina. I'm trying to develop. I figured if I could, my brain could become left-handed, then I would be just as smart and talented as those people. So this is, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm just trying to do things with my left hand. <laughs> it's not working out too good. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Traveled, uh, took Friday off, in case you didn't know that. Uh, thank you very much for letting me do that. I'm back here. Um, and went to Maine. It was uh, it was really incredible. Uh, it was just amazing. But to drive, I mean, I, when I say I was on I-95 on Sunday, <laughs> I know you're going to out of your mind. I mean, you think, you figure from Miami to wherever it ends in Maine, <laughs> Somewhere I-95 on a Sunday is probably pretty packed with traffic. I think half the country's out there. That's an exaggeration. Okay, 40% of you out there. But I want to give kudos to people who work through that. You know, it's a shame that the rest area can't switch up, switch up things. You know, you got people trying to get off there. The place is a zoo. And, you you know, you've just been through a couple of hours. The, tri the, I mean, the driving is just... It's, it's rough. It's hard. It beats you up. And you get off. You just want to get a drink of water, use the facilities, relax a little, get your sanity back, you know. And it's not the place to do it in the, just because of the way it's laid out. Everybody has to go all the way through to get to the restrooms at the end, you know. And, I'm, and I don't know what's designed that way on purpose, but, man, if it's like this, you know. And it's too bad, like, the fast food places can't just say, okay, you get a burger, fries, and a meal, five bucks. There it is. You just hand them out, you know, instead of trying to take orders. Oh, man. That that poor, I started to say girl. I mean, I, she's a very young lady who has to wear a mask, okay, working there, who has to shout out people's numbers with no microphone. And I said, and, and it took 30 minutes at least. Just to get something simple. My wife was like, you know, we got hours quick. There were people, I mean, standing there. Anyway, and, and I, I, I watched her and watched her and watched her, praying for her. And I was just like, man, if that young lady did not quit that shift at the end, if she didn't quit her job at the end of her shift, it would be an absolute miracle. God bless you. For, and anybody that has to do that. You know, th th this time of the year, especially with people who are trapped, everybody's out. 
So I really, I, I'm, a, I was admiring you, you know, but you couldn't hear me shout it out. But, it's, it's like, but you know what? It's like Dad said, it does build character, doesn't Got it? That yeah. right. Oh, howdy. Yep. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. That was We the Kingdom featuring Bear Reinhardt, Child of Love. Speaking of children, and this uh, scenario happens. It's happening. It has happened. It is happening. It will happen. And we can do something about this. A situation, okay, that is made worse Oddly enough, by people sitting in the church. So you got Liz, who's the mom, and she said, you cannot feel, you know, feel, put yourself in her situation if you're a mom. You go in in the bathroom and you look, just happen to look in the wastebasket there. It's a pregnancy test. Not yours. It's your daughter's, right? And it's positive. And you're thinking, wow, we, man. So your daughter gets home and you have that long talk. You can tell by the look on her face. And you just, I mean, you're thinking how difficult this situation must be for my daughter. Wow, we. And it's no secret, by the way, in church that some people think women who get pregnant out of wedlock are terrible sinners. They're raised by bad parents. You should be thrown out of church. That's some of the, that's the attitude of some of those people. Probably not in your church, but some churches it is. And Liz, mom's realizing that those unforgiving attitudes just feed the fear and shame her daughter's already feeling. And her daughter's already going, well, it's easy. I just terminate pregnancy. Nobody knows yet. But me and you, mom, I just terminate it. We're done. We're good. We're all set. We're great. Except you have to live with that situation for the rest of your life. That's the, uh, that is the thing right there. But Liz, mom, saw an online ad. For a pregnancy decision line, it was by CareNet. I'm going to post it for you on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. It's a national hotline, so she called it, and they gave her a coach, and they prayed for them, and they realized we've got resources that can help out, some basic needs. Well, it's really good to know that somebody's on our side as she's hanging up the phone, but, you know, were there people at church willing to show the same kind of compassion, hope, and help? For her daughter, statistically, 40% of women with their first pregnancy considering terminating it are regular church attenders. That's, that's the statistics right there. Ironically, they feel that pressure. But Jesus calls us to give grace the same way he has given us grace. There's a program that they do that you can get for your church. It's called Making Life Disciples. It's through CareNet. And it can provide a place where women, men, faced with pregnancy decisions can receive the help they need and avoid making a mistake they'll regret for the rest of their lives. So I know it sounds like an info commercial here, but uh, it's very important in my eyes right there. And I know that the CareNet Pregnancy Support Centers all around in your neighborhood right there will help anyone out just like Jesus would. They have the heart of Jesus. So it's pretty cool. So look for that information on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. Waking up with a cup of Joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I've stopped doing the standing and walking and the words putting into sentence doing. The sound of life. Did you know that Mozart, you know about Mozart, Amadeus Mozart, the composer, of course, he was a prodigy, I guess. It was phenomenal. He was eight years old. He was actually tested by the Royal Society. Now, this is back in the day, obviously, because 
just even saying this is probably going to get me in trouble, but it was to determine whether Mozart was really a child or if he was secretly an adult dwarf. They actually tested him. You know how they tested him? This is crazy. I mean, speaking from a radio person, they were convinced of his age when in the middle of playing a piece, he was distracted by a cat running through the room. He's eight years old, distracted by that. I'm a grown man, and I've been distracted on the radio by a bug coming at me. It turned out to be a stink bug, but I thought it was a wasp coming right at me, and that was not fun at all. The sound of life. Uh, let me tell you something. Let me just check ourselves right now, because I was I was looking at something that actually happened and some names that are in there, and I had a thought. What's your gut reaction when there's somebody that's kind of notorious? that now is professing to follow Jesus, all right? Do you go like, well, we'll just wait and see. I mean, I'll be honest with you. A lot of times I think I, I kind of have that same feeling that I had when I saw a woman jump out of the dump truck in front of me. We're waiting in line to be weighed to get out of the rock quarry down in North Carolina. So I was working construction and a woman jumped out of that truck. And I, I mean, it, my, half my mind cracked. I didn't even realize it. You know, I didn't even realize that I had something in there that was that way. And, you know, it's like, okay, wow. Anyway, so sometimes that happens when you see names together like that. Justin Bieber, Carrie Job, Chance the Rapper, Tori Kelly, Jaden Smith, Cody Carnes, Pastor Judah Smith, Chandler Moore. Not common to hear those names in the same headline, but what they have in common is Jesus. That's exactly right. They recently did a thing in Los Angeles or Southern California. It's called Freedom Experience. 20,000 volunteers had the goal of loving on the city of Los Angeles and helping make it a better place through back-to-school projects, homeless assistance, medical clinics, clinics, excuse me, and service projects. Wow. And then the volunteers were invited to end the day with a night of worship and performances from those artists. Most incredible part of all is that many in the crowd were lifting their hands in worship to Jesus for the very first time. Speaking to the crowd of 20,000, Justin Bieber said, this is not and I'm one of the Grahams. This is Justin Bieber. Some of you may not be used to this kind of atmosphere, but what you are feeling right now is the presence of God. He doesn't need perfect people. He just wants to use average, ordinary, broken people like us. I'm tired of religion. I'm tired of division. I just want to know what it looks like to love people. You know, I want to know the Jesus who goes to where the broken people are. No one's got it together, you know, but we do got a hope, and his name is Jesus, and he's changed my life. Mm. And on a lighthearted note, no, that is pretty lighthearted right there. I wonder if Jesus ever said, you know, do you know? I don't know. Waking up with a cup of Joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. Praying for people in Haiti. Afghanistan, man, I thought I had prayer concerns before. Uh, um, Rohingyas, 
in Myanmar. Very concerned about that. Um, refugees in Yemen. You know, there's a lot of places around the world where uh, people are, are fleeing. Uh, and it, it's uh, really sad to see. Why can't you be welcoming people? You know, you, I mean, as a, as a government, I mean, it must be a great place, right? I remember way back when I was a kid, you had the Berlin Wall, and you had East Berlin, West Berlin. West Berlin was the okay side, and East Berlin was the communist side. And so, you know, they'd shoot you if you tried to leave. And, I mean, there were different people that would kind of make fun of that, kind of nervously laughing. You know, it must be a great country. They try to shoot you if you leave, you know. And and it's it's just amazing. But it's evil. That's where it's from, right? The evil place. And you know where the evil place is from. That's what it is. It's been that way for ages. It's the same kind of thing. So we're praying for people who are trying to get in touch with people. Praying for Christians there. One group said, you know, we know people that are there. They're believers. They're followers of Jesus. They fully expect to see Jesus Probably within a couple of weeks because of what's going on there in Afghanistan, anyway. Isn't that an amazing attitude? It's an incredible attitude. Think about it. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The Sound of Life. I'm glad you're along this morning on this Tuesday for whatever reason you're tuning in. Right? I was busy online looking. There's a person that had a birthday today who you'd probably know the name pretty famous person, uh, been years since she passed, trying to find some redeeming about that, you know. <laughs> not not exactly like in the Bible where God was looking to and fro. I'm sure I don't have that kind of eyesight, but certainly I'm certainly looking in there, right? It's interesting, isn't it? It's an interesting thing to do, to look for redeem. I mean, I'm scouring, looking for redemptive qualities. Pretty amazing. Nicole Johnson, young disciple, Asking his mentor how to get over the guilt that when he gets still, he falls asleep. And the mentor said so wisely, you need to adjust your picture of God. Maybe we need to do that. See, picture God sitting by the fire of the universe, rocking in a chair. And you're the dog that's asleep at his feet. Should you feel guilty? as the dog falling asleep, or should you just take that comfort? We're here together and the world is a safe place in this moment and in this spot. Mm, too many of us, our identities are wrapped up in what we do and how we perform instead of whose we are and who we know and uh, why our worth and value is secure. Ooh, very interesting for you this morning. Hope it's edifying. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. They're relating uh, an account that Mark Morris, who ministers in Memphis there, and is meeting and reflecting on Afghan pastors and how they reflect on God's sovereignty. They were having a church retreat this past weekend. Very dramatic. They met in an Afghan English church retreat on the first night of the retreat. They learned that a pastor in Afghanistan received a letter from the Taliban. It said, we know who you are, what you do, and where to find you. By Saturday, the Taliban were at his door, but he had gone into hiding. Praise God. They listened as an Afghan pastor spoke through tears about his friend 
a faithful believer whose village is, uh, was taken by the Taliban three days earlier. This dear brother's 14-year-old daughter ripped from his arms and forced into servitude in what the Taliban would dub as marriage and her, quote, dutiful Islamic privilege and responsibility. As the news arrived on Saturday that the Taliban was already walking the streets of Kabul, they were praying and weeping with their Afghan friends as they scrambled to make phone calls to family members who had hoped to leave for a safer location. Nobody was able to leave. The roads and flights were closed. They were checking out scriptures, Exodus, and uh, they raised the question we all felt. We know and believe that God is sovereign, right? We all believe that God, that he is God, perfect in every way, right? He never sins, right? But evil surrounds your brothers and sisters in Afghanistan. Evil is conquering your cities, your nation. They were looking at Romans 8 and Isaiah 8. They were reminded that we are to build our faith on Jesus, the only cornerstone that can stand firm through the storm of the Taliban. And they were looking at how to face suffering. Uh, David Platt's known for that, listening, listing five points there. We must face suffering with a higher view of God. We must face suffering with a humble view of ourselves and other people. Remember that suffering and evil exist to exalt the glory of God's grace as demonstrated through the suffering of Jesus for the salvation of all. God ordains suffering for Christians in different ways, for different purposes, and through different means. Among other reasons, he leads us into suffering to refine our faith, to show his glory, and to teach us to depend on him. And finally, our good and merciful Father leads his people into the turbulent waters of suffering as part of the orchestration of his plan to complete the Great Commission. The song leader chose the hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. I post this article on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. You can check it all out. I'm sure you probably just got part of what's going on here. That uh, hymn ends with, let goods and kindred go, this mortal life also. The body they may kill, God's truth abideth still. His kingdom is forever. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face. And a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The Sound of Life. Hey, it's Heather. This is The Sound of Life. Sitting in for the Cup of Joe Morning Show this morning. I can look back on really tough times in my life. And two things happen. One, I can see God and how he showed up. And I can see how he changed me. Because I don't really like this, but this is how God works. And it's a good thing. He changes us in the hard times. He grows us to be more like him during those times. So we can look back at a really tough season, see how God showed up, and see the work he's done in our lives. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Pop some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. The sound of life. So I really don't want to admit this, but I also want you to know that if you do this as well, you're not alone. I lost it yesterday on one of my kids and I feel really bad about it. I was overwhelmed with a whole bunch of other stuff and it was like, I just lost it and I didn't yell and scream although I've done that in the past but I overreacted to a situation and I said a bunch of things I wish I hadn't right after I realized what was going on 
I said that I was sorry. I apologized multiple times. And I tried to express to my daughter what was really going on. That did not justify my behavior, but it helped her to understand why I might react that way. I really don't like that this happened. I'm super grateful that she like accepted my apology. We're able to talk about it. But I also know that grace covers that. Like God's grace is enough to cover that as well. I took responsibility for my actions and God can kind of fill in the gaps in that. So if you have had a couple moments recently where you have just lost it, just know you're not alone. It happens to most of us. The sound of life. I don't know if this has ever happened to you or not, but... Or maybe this is something that you struggle with. I don't put my clothes away very well. I have this nice pile of clothes in the corner of my room in a clean laundry basket. <laughs> it's Heather. This is the sound of life. I'm sitting in for Joe this morning, the Cup of Joe morning show. I decided this weekend because I was like, I've got way too many clothes that I'm not wearing and I can't find the ones I want to wear. So I'm going to go through and I'm going to clean out some drawers, clean out my closet and that pile of clean clothes. So as I was going through my pants and my shorts drawer, I like found like two pairs of shorts at the bottom of my drawer. And I was like, all oh, these probably don't fit me. No, they do. <laughs> I have not been wearing them all summer. I had totally forgotten about them. So guess what? Now I've got two pairs of shorts that I can wear for the next, what, like month? But hey, I got some new shorts to wear. I'm trying to look positively on it. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. I have like multiple flowering bushes and trees around my house. I have no idea what they are, but I have two of the same type of flowering bush, one on the side of my house and one in the front of my house. And when I drive into the driveway, I see the one on the side of the house and it's just starting to flower and it's gorgeous. These beautiful white flowers. And my son said, well, finally, it's August, right? And I was like, yeah, that's true because the one in front it bloomed in June, but that one gets like full sun and it got, you know, it gets water a lot, probably easier than the one right by the house. And I made me think about how differently we all grow, especially in our faith. Like some people grow really rapidly and they're beautiful. Like their relationship with God, their relationship with other people, it's beautiful. Just like the flowers in the front of my house. But there's some of us that maybe it takes a little bit longer. We have a few more struggles. We uh, need a little bit more time. It's still beautiful, though. Those flowers on the side of my house right now, absolutely gorgeous. It just took them a little bit more time. And that's okay. God's timing in our life is God's timing. And no one can speak to that except for God. So trust that he's working. Trust that he's bringing something beautiful out in you. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. The sound of life. When my kids were little, I said yes to everything. My kids wanted to be involved in, you know, playground stuff and parties. And so I would say yes. And I would sign up to run parties and run games. And you know what? I really, really didn't like it. It was almost like uh, joy stealing for me. <laughs> I know that sounds dramatic, but it was that bad. Hey, it's Heather. This is the sound of life. I'm sitting in for the Cup of Joe morning show this morning. I realized that I wanted to be there for my kids, but I wasn't good. It didn't give me joy to run things. So I was the mom then after that, and I didn't realize this until like my last one was in like fourth grade, but I would bring cookies, store-bought, and I would enjoy the party with my child, but I didn't have to run things. 
And I enjoyed it so much more that way. Sometimes we have to say no. We've got to start to figure out what brings us joy, what we're good at, what we enjoy, and then do those things and let other people do the things that they enjoy. And there are still times where like people don't step up and I really struggle, but I've started to figure out what I like and I just want to say yes to those those things and say no to other things. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. So a couple weekends ago, my son and I were road tripping it. We were talking about some stuff. Hey, it's Heather. This is the sound of life sitting in for Joe this morning. And we were talking about kind of when they were little. My kids are now 18, 16 and 15. And my son said, what would you have done different? Like, what would you have changed if you could go back? And first off, I was like, whoa, what a big question, right? But then I started to think about it a little bit. And I told him, I said, I think I would adjust my expectations. I had a picture in my head of what that time was going to be like in my life. And I had really high expectations. And I needed to lower those. I had expectations for myself, for what my house was going to look like, also what my husband was going to do. We had three kids in three years, and my husband worked 12 hours a day. I had to lower my expectations. And when I didn't, I was overwhelmed and I was frustrated. That also then meant I didn't enjoy those years as much as I probably could have. And my kids actually say that. They're like, yeah, when you had to do this, we could tell that you didn't want to do it. And I was like, yeah, because I was overwhelmed and frustrated. So sometimes our expectations can get us in trouble. So where are your expectations for your life right now? Are they realistic or are they a little too high? Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The Sound of Life. Hi, I'm Heather on The Sound of Life. I'm sitting in for the Cup of Joe morning show this morning. Are you leaving room for God to speak? I think there's times when we get so busy and so focused on ourselves and so focused on what's going on right in front of us that we don't stop and leave space for God. I want to hear God speak. Like, I want to spend time in his word and I want him to speak to me. But if I'm too busy, that's not going to happen. We've got to leave space for God. He's a gentleman. He is not going to interrupt us. He can. He can do whatever he wants because he's God. But sometimes when we create that space, God shows up. And he speaks to us in amazing ways. And it deepens and strengthens our relationship with him. Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. You know, you've been down in the subway, New York City. <laughs> this is very strange, right? They're, tunnel- they're way under the surface of the roads and stuff. Way under there. And it's almost like you do it and you know, okay, I got to get uptown, I got to get downtown, whatever. And I just do it and I don't understand it and I hope I live through it. <laughs> it's loud and crazy and you think, this, this, this could be dangerous. Well, it can be every once in a while, especially when somebody in a wheelchair gets too close to the edge and it, it fell over into the, this happened recently, fell over into the tracks and without thinking. A man jumped down there to help him. It's incredible. We all know this because it was witnessed, believe it or not, by a reporter for a big-time news company. And so she saw it. Other people helped get the wheelchair out of there and stuff, but the man didn't think about it at all. 
She, she said, it was lucky that a good Samaritan jumped down. And I'm thinking, I don't know if luck and good Samaritan go hand in hand. A good Samaritan thing is a God thing. You know when they rescued him? Ten seconds before the train station came in. By the way, the man in the wheelchair had a few injuries, but they were not life-threatening. Boy, you'd, you know, it'd be amazing if every day we had the, the thankfulness, the gratitude, the attitude of, yes, I made it. <laughs> Another day. I'm alive. I'm charging out. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The Sound of Life. Now, not to preach at you or anything, but it was Lena Abjammer's idea. And today she's talking about what we believe about God. And there's a couple of lies that we all believe about God, really? Well, they kind of, you know, seep into your thinking, but and they, they'll kill your hope, really, if you don't recognize them and take care of them. They're very common. Now, see if you think this, if you see if you agree with Lena. The first one is the lie that if God loves me, he won't let me suffer. That's kind of in the back of your mind. And I mean, it's kind of, you know, because we, we pray that we don't. Suffering exists in a broken world. It's inevitable, even for us as Christians. The amazing truth about God's love is that it'll reach you and sustain you through your suffering. Now, someday you'll live in a place without suffering at all. Amazing. But until then, we hold on to the truth that God has overcome suffering in his resurrection, and he takes great joy in helping us through our pain. This is Lena Abujammer's thought for the day. Second lie, you're wondering what that is? We believe in the lie that if God uh, gives me what I want, I'll finally be happy. Ooh, that again is kind of one of those. If you think, oh, yeah, maybe times. The truth is that God knows what we want, but also what we need. Our joy begins the minute we surrender our needs to God, thank him for all he's given. Happiness is a choice we make when we boldly affirm that our Father loves us and knows what's best for us. Thank you, Lena. Look at life. Look at your life from God's perspective. All right. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. Imagine the image you get when I throw together names like Justin Bieber and Carrie Job. You never would have thought they would be working together. I mean, come on. Really? How many years ago would it have been? You would have been like, <laughs> not, even, not even close. And it's not common to hear names like Judah Smith and, and Jaden Smith and Tori Kelly and Justin Bieber and Chance the Rapper all working together. And they did. Um, back in July in Los Angeles, they had a thing called Freedom Experience. 20,000 volunteers had the same goal of loving on the city of Los Angeles and helping make it better. They did it through backpacks backpack projects, homeless assistance, medical clinic service projects, and then they were worshiping and lifting their hands to Jesus. As Justin Bieber said, some of you might not be used to this kind of atmosphere, but what you're feeling right now is the presence of God. He doesn't need perfect people. He just wants to use average, ordinary, broken people like us. And the guy standing there saying it, it's like he just exactly lived right through it. You could probably, most people could say, boy, you got that right. He said, I'm tired of religion. I'm tired of division. I just want to know what it looks like to love people. You know, I want to know that the Jesus who 
uh, goes to where the broken people are. No one's got it tougher, you know, but we got to hope. And his name is Jesus. He's changed my life. It's a pretty cool story there. Even though the apostle probably never used, you know, that many times. He might have said that. But boy, the, the church is alive right there when something like that happens. Amazing. The Sound of Life. I'm Joe. Not to be confused with Hugh Jackman, of course. You know, if you're going, who? Uh, Wolverine of the X-Men series. He played uh, the powerful mutant there. Uh, how about Leopold in that movie? Beautiful movie. Kate and Leopold. How about the... Um, Redeemed, compassionate Jean Valjean in Les Mis. He's had quite the roles there. Probably most famous for his role in the X-Men series, though. He's more like the compassionate Jean Valjean, I do believe. Did you know Hugh Jackman? It's a cool story. He grew up in a home. His father found Jesus years earlier at a Billy Graham crusade. Hugh Jackman said, I'm a Christian. I used to go to different revival tents when I was about 13. I had a weird premonition that I was going to be on stage like the preachers I saw. Wow. He has a, a reputation, too. You know, yeah, it, it's a be a committed husband. He is married to an actress. They've been married for 20 years. They adopted two children. He said his performances are a way of honoring God. He said, before I go on stage, I pause and dedicate the performance to God. In a sense, allow me to surrender. He said he treats his craft as his personal way of honoring God. I think a few people are called into that, that type of situation where they probably stand out. But, hey, there's people like, see, that's what's encouraging, knowing that. There's a film coming out that Hugh Jackman is producing. It's called The Apostle Paul. You know who's in it? Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Or oh, I know maybe they're producing. I'm not sure if they're in it. I know Hugh Jackman is playing the title role of The Apostle Paul. Maybe that furthering the opinion of his virtuous character and maybe appearing to be more and more like the preachers that he saw years ago, huh? Oh, he lives. Hey, dude. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Might as well get up, do something. The Sound of Life. Maybe the issue is you're having trouble sleeping. I think it's a pretty common thing. Um, my sleeping habits are all messed up because I take a nap. I was so tired one day. Because I got up at four, <laughs> can't imagine. And then I, so I took a nap. Now my body's in the habit of it, taking a nap in the afternoon. And then it makes you not as tired, you know, eight, nine o'clock at night. So you go, and then you don't get enough sleep overnight. Oh, it is vicious. It really is. But I got some advice for you because you don't have to get up at four. If you're having trouble sleeping by wearing amber tinted glasses, they came out with. This may sound crazy, but now they, the fact of the matter is that they block blue light for a couple of hours before going to bed. So you go to bed at 10, you put these on at 8. I don't know what your life's going to be like, but it shouldn't be too bad. But it blocks out the blue light. And they did a study. There's a study. The glasses led to longer and more refreshing slumber. It, they published it in the Journal of Psychiatric Research. Volunteers were sleeping about 30 minutes extra and these improvements were associated with them feeling like their sleep was better. That's all it is. I posted the article for you on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. You can check it all out. There's other kind of sleep things as well, too, going on there. The thing that I really like about you should see those glasses, man. They are cool. Awesome. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Boy, you can certainly relate to Cindy, 
who was driving home after lunch with her best friend. She was relating this story. She said, I thank God out loud for her. She knows me and loves me in spite of things I don't love about myself. You have a, a small circle of friends like that or a friend like that that just accepts you as who you are, knowing all the quirks, habits, and screw-ups. But Cindy said, still, there are parts of me and my story that I just don't feel like sharing with her. You know, somebody that I'm the closest one to. There are times when I've clearly not been the hero. Times I've been judgmental or unkind or unloving. No. Yes, it is true. I feel the same way. Psalm 139. In the Bible, the psalmist said, search me. Oh, Lord. Wow. Was that tough to say? You really want to be? Well, God knows already. He knows everything. He's fr to say he's familiar with all of your ways, yeah. But he still invites you to come to him. You know, you're you're confused, you're anxious, you got thoughts, your mind. Oh man, he knows you're being bombarded like that with temptation and struggles. And when we're willing to yield completely to God, He does reach out and restore and rewrite the parts of your story that make you sad because you've wandered from Him. He knows you better than anyone else, and still. And still loves you. Oh, you don't even come close to knowing how he loves you. There's two things we just cannot, well, at least picture about God I'm convinced of. How well he knows you. <laughs> I mean, molecule by molecule. It's amazing. And how much he loves you. But it is demonstrated. I mean, he, Jesus, I mean, on the cross. There you go. You surrender yourself to him and seek to know him more fully. Mm. He can change your story for his glory. He's the author. He's continued to write it. Father God, precious Father, thank you for loving us, your child, despite the times that we've disappointed you. Help us to yield all of ourselves to you in full assurance that you're faithfully walking beside us. Amen. Thank you. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. On a more serious note, and Graham Lotz, Billy Graham's daughter, intensely preparing for a seminar this weekend at the Cove in North Carolina, mountains there. But still, like all of us, has that burden weighing on her about what's happening in Afghanistan. And so she decided to pray. She created a prayer, and I'm going to share it with you. I did share it with you, but I'll share it again on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. Uh, I wanted to share part of that with you so we can at least pray along a little bit in this line. Creator of the universe, Lord of all, Lord of the nations, are you not the judge of all the earth? If my heart is broken, shattered over what's taking place in Afghanistan, what must your great heart feel? So we come to you and plead your mercy for your people who are now hiding in basements, caves, any hole they can find, knowing that demonic forces will not stop until your people are found and slaughtered. So I pray for your people, followers of Jesus, to be supernaturally protected and delivered. Send your angel armies to surround your people as you did for Elisha. Bind the enemy or blind the enemy so they cannot locate your people in hiding. You taught us yourself that when we pray, we are to pray that we would be delivered from evil. So deliver your people by any means, please, Lord. She goes on, and I'll let you check it out for yourself. 
on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. The sound of life. Big day off for me tomorrow. You know, I just, I, the best way to describe me uh, relaxing is just vegging out. Like, I mean, you know, for a while. I wake up late, take a nap, <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> how do you, how do you uh, relax on a day off? What do you do, Jim? I extend my lunch. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yep, extend my lunch, maybe sleep a little extra in the, early in the morning. I, and even if I'm relaxing, I'm still putzing around the house doing a little something here or there, but nothing major that would, you know, take a bulk of time to do. See, you always got stuff to do. You just don't do something major. Yeah, exactly. I, that's what I figured, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you might go out to the garage and punch around on the workbench or clean it up a little bit or maybe move a box or two that's in the house somewhere to someplace else. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. Family. Uh, brother, one brother, two sisters, proving that you need the, you know, you need two women and one guy. Things will work out pretty good for you, right? If it was all women running everything, I'm going to prove it to you that women should be running the world. Coming up in about three songs before 7:30. Right now it's about 7:14. We have divisive topics, and when discussing divisive topics such as, well, I don't know, vaccines. <laughs> Remember that both your stance and how you take your stance reflect Christ. We should be willing to sacrifice relationships to win an argument, right? We should, we should not, I'd put the not in there, we should not be willing to sacrifice relationships to win an argument. In the Bible, in 1 Peter there, almost, almost to the back, it says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Wow. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Ever since I saw the sight and sound play, musical, if you will, the uh, adaptation of the Bible book or story of Queen Esther, everything that happens now, I'm acutely aware of just everyday things being God-ordained. And this certainly, I see it that way. Okay, I'm sorry. I see it that way. And as you know, if you've ever had or if you've known somebody, and we probably do, know somebody that's had a premature baby. And I've heard a woman say being separated from your newborn is the worst thing that can happen to you, pretty much. Uh, and they have to go into the NICU and stuff. Difficult experience, but there's help right here from an unlikely source, I think. And... Uh, group, uh, you know, things that come together, that fit together in a family. And Catherine, remember the name Catherine, Catherine Wang. She is a student, a civil engineering student at the University of Southern California, heretofore known as USC. So she founded an organization called Mad Hatter Knits. It's a nonprofit. It's aimed at supporting preemies and their families with knitted goods. Now, the of the story is how it came to be. Catherine learned to knit. She has a cousin, Tiffany, began teaching her and other family members to knit small doll-sized hats. Okay. She learned that from her teacher at school. Okay. 
You're you following. Meanwhile, Catherine's sister was a volunteer at San Gabriel Medical Center. She visited the hospital's neonatal intensive care unit, and she learned they were in need of hats for newborns. <clears throat> I'm about to reinforce the thought that women should rule the world right here. So they made a competition out of it, and by Christmas of 2014, going back a ways, they knitted 160 hats for the NICU at Children's Hospital in Los Angeles. Oh, but they ain't done. No, no. The organization started growing little by little, county by county, state by state. They're in the United States as well as Germany, Italy, England, Uganda, Costa Rica, South Africa, Ireland, Canada, India, Ecuador. <clears throat> and last month, they formed its newest chapter at the campus of Stanford University. A Facebook post right there. Kind of overwhelming. They're just glad that people appreciate what they do. That they're knitting hats. You see what's happening right here? Uh, it's, it's incredible. Now, when the pan, when the corona hit, I love to say it. Can I say it that way? Coronavirus hit. They started providing what they call maternal protection kits. It includes gloves, spray, mask. Information sheets, they developed a newborn face shield with a detachable flip-up shield and a comfortable memory foam headband. I, I laugh and say that. It's just phenomenal. And they'll give it to you upon request. Mad Hatter Knits. I'm sure if you Google, you find it. Mad Hatter Knits. Proving that <clears throat> women should indeed be running the world. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Listener supported the sound of life. I got something great for you. It's an unbelievable fact, and I was thinking, you know, we need that every once in a while uh, because it kind of makes our day something true. They just kind of got lost, you know, a set of circumstances. And again, I'm telling you, ever since I've seen, you know, Queen Esther, uh, I, I everything is working together. I see it all now. I see it a lot clearer than I did. Uh, it's amazing. Um, there's a movie called Code of the Secret Service. It was made in 1939, starred Ronald Reagan. Getting all this? Okay. He called it the worst picture I've ever made. Now, there was a man named Jerry Parr. Well, he wasn't a man then. When he was a kid, he saw the movie repeatedly as a kid, and it inspired him to join the Secret Service. Name of the movie, Code of a Secret Service. Later in life... He saved the life of a U.S. president in a 1981 assassination attempt. That president was Ronald Reagan, the star of said movie. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.